Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast, where anyone can bring a sketch. And we read it for the first time together. So if you want to work through a sketch you wrote and get some feedback or joke ideas, bring it. We'd love to have you on the show. Here to keep everyone on game, I'm Harrison. And I'm Amy. In this week's episode, we find out what's really going on with those meddling kids. Then, look, a couple in love. Finally, we learn from some street dudes that there really are no laws when you're drinking the claws. With us on the podcast today, Alyssa, Andrew, Billy, Lawrence, Chris, Jerry, Keith, Timmy, Tyler Chick. All right, y'all. Welcome to episode 23 of Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show. Oh, three and 20. Man. <laughs> Yay! Man, I remember the days back when we were in the the teen, the tens. Yeah, remember what that was like before the twenties, Keith? Yeah, yeah, I do. Tell us about it a little. Well, bit. the world was a lot different. Um, that sums it name up. Name one way. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like any specific really is all we're looking for. <laughs> uh, I was younger. You, we were all younger. Yeah. Uh, great. Right. Thanks. Shorthand. That's great. We could riff on that. Yes. Uh, yeah. That is <laughs> the opening uh, monologue of a zombie movie. That just yeah. that. <laughs> the world was different. And then movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a movie about 23? Uh, Jim Carrey movie? Uh, the number 23. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like one of Jim Carrey's like dramatic roles. He, he played, played a, a murderer. Saxophone in it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> a a yeah. Was he a murderer or a saxophone? <laughs> <laughs> you can be both, Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess you're right. Is that the one where he played a murderer or he played a saxophone? It was like a noir. <laughs> yeah. It was a noir thing and he actually played It was like the opposite of Yes Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Are right, you guys nope, want to do nope some man. sketches? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Let's do Why it. Let's sketch. If you want. All right. Our first sketch, we have a new writer alert. New writer. Attention all citizens. The first sketch tonight is titled The Real Mystery Inc. by Andrew. Velma will be played by Alyssa. Shaggy will be played by Jerry. Fred will be played by Keith. Scooby will be played by Timmy. Daphne will be played by Amy. Phantom will be played by Billy. Lawrence and TV announcer will be played by Chris interior spooky mansion night Velma Shaggy and Scooby run into the room quick we have to find Fred and Daphne before the phantom finds us a loud crash and some moans emanate from a nearby closet like I don't know gang I think the phantom might already be here a scared Scooby jumps into Shaggy's arms as Velma steals herself before she throws open the closet door to find Fred fucking Daphne doggy style in a broom closet Oh, 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 uh, hey gang, uh, <laughs> you won't believe it, but uh, Daphne and I were just about to catch the phantom. Fred, please, we already knew you two are banging. You did? Duh, as if two hot teens like you actually wanted to spend your time chasing after costume men committing business fraud. Even Scoob can see that you just use Mystery Ink as a cover so you parents don't find out. <laughs> It's been obvious ever since we had the case at the ancient Indian burial ground. You told us those shrieks were from the souls of the tormented undead. But they, they really were from Fred accidentally putting it in the wrong hole <laughs> and me accidentally loving it. Uh, so uh, what now? Uh, are we kicked out of the gang? No, 
of course not. I mean, you don't seriously think we're going to solve mysteries, too. Yeah. Like, just look at Scoop and I. We're goofy slackers. We're constantly extremely hungry and basically live in a hippie van. Wait, so you two joined Mystery Inc. so you could smoke pot? Zoinks! We would never smoke pot. Shaggy pops a tab of LSD under his tongue. No, Mystery Inc. is a front for me to peddle LSD to the whole town. Like, why do you think no one gives a second thought to the fact that I am a literal talking dog? Oh, yeah. Uh, how have we never addressed that before? When did you learn to talk, Scoop? Oh, well, I'm the result of a Nazi experiment <laughs> to move Hitler's soul into the body of his favorite dog so that the Allied forces could execute him when they storm Berlin. There's a beat as the group thinks on this for a long second. Wait. So the experiment didn't work, right? Scooby gives an innocent smile and deflects by turning to Velma. So, Velma, what are you using Mystery Inc. to cover for? I think I can answer that. The gang turns to see the Phantom, a dude in a bedsheet, step forward to rip off the bedsheet to reveal... Richard Nixon? <laughs> Richard Nixon? Whoa! Like, I know we've crossed paths with a lot of kooky celebrity over the years, but President Richard Nixon pretending to be a scary Phantom in a very convincing costume? This acid is stronger than I thought. No, you're not tripping, Shaggy. You see, I'm hiding out in your town so no one would realize I'm illegally bombing Cambodia into submission. This is 1969, after all. Wow, so when you think about it, even the crooks we chase after have ulterior motives to being involved with Mystery Inc.? Exactly. Which brings me back to why Velma's really here. As a man from the 1960s, I can proudly say I've never satisfied a woman. But with that haircut and her snarky overconfidence, even I can tell that Velma here is really... I'm not a lesbian, Richard Nixon. Velma pulls out a pentagram necklace from under her sweater. I'm a Satanist. I'm in Mystery Inc., hoping one of the monsters we catch is real. I'm always looking to network. Huh. Well, as the father of the Republican Party, I do know the work of the devil when I see it. That checks out to me. Satanism, oh? <laughs> that means you know a lot of spells that could separate a man's soul from his dog's body. The group looks at him in concern. Asking for a friend, obviously. <laughs> so, so let me let me just get this all straight. Shaggy is a drug dealer with a dog who is the ghost of Hitler. <laughs> Velma is a literal witch woman. Daphne and I had kinky sex in the graves of Native Americans. Richard Nixon is hiding for committing war crimes, and we're all using Mystery Inc. as our cover. The group collectively nods. Well, I don't know about you, gang, but I think there's only one way we can proceed from here. Freeze on everyone as the title card for Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? fills the screen and the opening credits music begins to play. Coming this fall from Hanna-Barbera, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The perfect show for children of all ages. Yeah, so this was a, a sketch that I just got the idea of, like, you know, obviously, um, we all know Fred and Daphne are really a thing. And I just think there's a lot of adult undertones to that show that are, you know, lost on kids. But we see exactly why they're there. And I just wanted to have some fun and say, all right, well, the Fred and Daphne thing's obvious. They're a couple. But, you know, what are some really out there kind of reasons that Scooby, Shaggy and Velma might be in Mystery Inc.? And I just think it was... Uh, a lot of fun to kind of take it and really go to the left field with it. The voice of like a Scooby-Doo episode is so in this sketch. You did such a good job with that. I mean, you can just like from the beginning, the way they're like walking into the room, 
oh, quick, we have to find Fred and Daphne before the Phantom finds it. It's just like we know exactly where we are. That's such a good setup. Your first unusual thing is so funny. And Keith, you like nailed that line. <laughs> uh, the surprise <laughs> on Fred. You really did. <laughs> uh, one thing I would like love to see is keeping up the ruse between Fred and uh, Velma. Is that who it is? Daphne. Uh, Daphne, Fred and Daphne. Like if they just keep it up, like if everybody else explains why they're in Mystery Inc., like, hey, you can tell us. We know you're hooking up. Like, look, for instance, like I sell LSD to the whole town. Uh, it's okay, you know, like just tell us. And they're still like, no, <laughs> like we are not <laughs> hooking up. Uh, I'm... I'm a dog and I'm Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're not hooking up. <laughs> I think that'd be, it'd be fun to just like keep that ruse going through it. But and then my only other thing here is I would like love to see Richard Nixon recognize that Scooby is Hitler and then like try to network with Hitler or something. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that idea. That's excellent. If, if you want a darker ending, I feel like uh, because, you know, one of the, the, the Hitler tropes is, of course, going back in time and killing killing uh hitler as a baby mm. um so if hitler is now a dog i don't know it, it's a dark it'd be very dark ending for fred to just pull out a gun and shoot <laughs> shoot <laughs> scooby at the very end well now we're all here to cover for the fact that we just killed this dog <laughs> <laughs> it had to That's be right. done yeah a dead scooby-doo is the way this sketch ends yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> I also like that Hitler put himself in the body of an animal that has a lifespan of like 15 years. Max. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a 15 year right. <laughs> yeah. I really liked that you took like there's a lot of like at this point there are like tropes about the tropes of mm. uh, Scooby-Doo like and you addressed all of those like is like oh Velma must be a lesbian. Uh, Shaggy must be a pothead. But mm. you like you stated that, and then you went to the even crazier thing that there was the reason that they're there, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, the only thing yeah. I was hoping to see maybe somewhere nowhere in particular, but Scooby Snacks. That's just fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know where that fit they in. They got to connect somewhere right. with that. Yeah. yeah, the blow could be finding out that Scooby Snacks are something like Hitler would like. Yeah, yeah. 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 LSD, and I was feeding him to Hitler. Yeah. 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 Oh, they're they're Wiener Schnitzel. I just realized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think Hitler was addicted to opiates uh, when oh, he yeah. was hiding in the bunker. Or they're uh, made they're made of the tears of, of the poles. I'm not a lesbian, Richard Nixon. Our next sketch is titled Love by Jerry. The narrator will be Chris. And a man will be played by Jerry. A man walks down the street of a suburban neighborhood. On the opposite side of the street, walking the opposite direction, there's a couple holding hands and commenting on the houses they pass. The man sees the couple from a quarter block away and his eyes light up and he starts to cross diagonally across the street directly towards the couple. Love! These two are in love! Getting much closer to the couple, onto the curb, and approaching the sidewalk. I love love. Pulls out a phone. Let me get a quick picture of the two lovebirds. Couple looks confused, but do a somewhat awkward pose for the picture. <laughs> After looking for a beat at the picture he just took, and being happy with it, he looks up at the couple smiling big. There is a beat, and then his eyes widen as his mouth returns to neutral, 
and he realizes his environment around him and looks back over his right shoulder to the road stretched behind him and turns back to the couple and leans in close to them. If anyone asks, I'm a heterosexual and British. Couple look at each other and back at the man. But he is gone. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> I'm fucking absurd, guys. It's our first blackout, y'all. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Sketchy sketch show history. First blackout sketch. I was literally taking a walk. I was stoned. Um, I saw two couples walking across the street. Basically, this exact scenario. And to myself, I, I like kind of like I, just to myself, not so they could see me or anything. I was like, oh, those two are in love. And then I thought, well, how weird would it be? Because I was stoned. How weird would it be if I just started walking towards them? And basically the scenario that we just read, like uh, just started playing out in my head and I just started cracking up to myself. And I was like, oh, no, when I get home, I'm just going to write this out. Uh, and I, I feel like the, the ending is a little lazy with having him just disappear. But I actually did not really know how to end it. Um, and I just like the absurdity of uh, that. He just went into a British accent and very like, I don't know. I don't know. It's absurd. I pictured it as a sketch between sketches in like a visual sketch show. Right. Like, it's just a, nothing but a transitionary sketch between sketches. It's, it doesn't have a strong button or anything like that on it. It's definitely absurd. I dig yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I like I will say I'm like I love the like big reaction. I love the moment of them looking at each other and then deciding to pose for this stranger. Uh that moment just like is so interesting to me. I am confused about like, is is the man embarrassed or like, what's the reason um, for this like switch? I have um, no idea. Um, okay. I just thought, <laughs> when I pictured him like leaning in and like realizing what his environment was and then realizing like, I don't know if somebody is after him or what, like, I don't know, but like something's going on where he, he just needed to like to cover his bases if anybody yeah. asks. I mean, it's definitely absurd. It's absurd it's, uh, yeah. for him to lean in and say, I'm British. But I, I feel like the the mis, the mislead could be like, I you know, we expect him to say, I'm so stoned. But if he says, I'm so British, actually, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I was thinking like for the ending, maybe instead of having him uh, like just be gone entirely, it cuts to like him like so far down the street running full blast with like a top <laughs> hat and like <laughs> fancy yeah. British attire, maybe like carrying <laughs> some tea. Yeah, just a bunch of stereotypes happening. Um, yeah. uh, no, so I did have two endings. Um, that one is better than both of them. Um, the, one, the one ending that we that we just read where he just disappears, which I am the first to say is a lazy right. But the other one was, and it's not that much better, is when they look at each other and they look back, he's already like a half a block down, like <laughs> one second. He's just yeah. that far, which is still supernatural in a way, like him mm. being gone or him being that far away. It's not it's not the best, but I like the idea of him just book, booking it down the street in a, uh, can in a I, top hat. Can I just, I, I had an idea. Uh, it's, it's, it, this kind of just triggered an idea and I, I've never seen it done, but I think it would be really fun. It could just be another sketch. Um, but I love the, you know, like we've seen a million, uh, musical parody sketches, you know what I mean? Like that's a musical, you know, some, um, so, and you've got the music and the, you know, Lonely Island does these all the time. Um, and they always do, you know, parodies on 
all the tropes within musicals. But I just think it'd be so funny to, if the focus is the couple and they're they're grounded and this guy is having in a musical, but all the sound is in the background. And he, he and we meet him at the moment where he he brings them into that and then he he goes off and he's still doing his musical, but we're not in his world. We're in their world. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Fantastic. I, I just I just think that'd be so fun. Yeah. We just hear like Foley of his dancing yes, and like, yes. you know, footsteps. Just, it's like uh, singing in the rain, but he's British yeah. and he like, right. you know, does right. a little ditty like off a light uh, post or something like right. that. Right. And the music could come in like as he as he's with them and then just disappears with him. And it's just his universe. You know what I mean? <laughs> what if like the weather was following him to like a rain cloud or a sunbeam, but it's raining everywhere else? <laughs> I, uh, I feel like if you did, I like this as a as a blackout, but if you did want to make it longer, I feel like you could just have them like call him them, call him back and mm. be like, what? Like we're on an evening stroll. And you just come over here and you do this, like, what's going on? Are you British? Like, or like, just like not believe that he's British or like, just dig deeper. Like, if you mm. have this couple dig deeper for justification from mm -hmm. man, you could get four pages of comedy out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you're just, if he's just like, I was just, I just saw you and I wanted to take your picture. And they're like, no, but no, no, really, what is going on? Why are you being so right. weird? And he and has no got, reason. <laughs> Even more specific. Well, and I'm also I'm I'm a vegan, though. Today, I, I actually slipped a little bit. I'm not actually a vegan. Thing. I had some, you know, like I, yeah, I want to see these couple lose their shit. Just like, no, why yeah. are you why doing are you this telling us? This? <laughs> I thought you We're, said you loved love. Why are you yelling at us now? Yeah. I'm, Maybe I'm he just, freaks out on them. I'm sorry. I'm a compulsive liar, but I really want to get to know new people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying really hard to tell you about myself, but I just keep lying by accident. <laughs> it's really hard. Okay, but like even now, like were you putting on like a gay American affect onto your voice, or are you were you putting on a British affect? Either way, is either one of those things funny to you? <laughs> well, I've never been a vegan. I eat a steak what every day. Now <laughs> we'd love to get to know you. <laughs> I want Wouldn't that too. I want that too more than anything. <laughs> Show us the real you lying. then, sir. <laughs> also, I was thinking too, like, what if um, after, like, if with the disappearing part, I don't know, we're past that, but if that were to happen or whatever, like, and it's just a couple and, and a truck pulls up and it's like, have you seen so-and-so? Like, maybe it's a, from a psychiatric ward or something. Have you have you seen a British man run through here or whatever? <laughs> I was I I got this in my head. I'm thinking if you do that, it'd be more like uh, fuck. I don't know what the equivalent of that would be in a fit like a fantasy setting. But this guy seems like some kind of like chaotic, neutral, fate trickster uh, or something. You know, just sent into the world to confuse people and make them want to justify his existence yeah when, when there is none the um the guy in the truck is like you seen a dead man come through here who stole my top hat <laughs> is he are you saying he's a dead man or he's a dead man because he stole your top hat exactly <laughs> I also, if this is if this is kept short, I would like to see a, uh, a callback to it later in like a whole sketch episode, or, you know, a sketch like a three show. Yeah, mm -hmm. I want to yeah, see right. these two, this couple, really old, sitting on the porch, drinking lemonade and just enjoying the last days of their life, and just be like, 
what was up with that guy? Was he gay? Was he British? Was he British? Yeah. They talked about it for the rest of their lives. I love the phrase yeah. enjoying their last days. Me <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. too. You say that on Listen, the screen. Listen, Martha, dear, I'm enjoying our last days, but you know what I can't get out of my head? <laughs> They've both set their deathbeds out on the porch. I've made peace with our deaths, but I mean, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All our lives. One question left. <laughs> that summons the man and he appears. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, you've been dead the whole time. <laughs> it was purgatory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is he, oh, is he twirling something? Yeah. Yeah. His top hat. If anyone asks, I'm a heterosexual and British. All right. Our third sketch tonight is entitled Sunscreen is Gay, written by Billy Lawrence. Tyler will be played by Tyler Chick. Phil will be played by Andrew. Chris will be played by Chris. And Scott will be played by Timmy. Exterior, the beach day. (laughs) Four straight dudes are having a beach day. Fun. Hey, bro, can you pass me a white cloth? Here, bro. Phil tosses Tyler a claw. Bro, can you claw me? Here, bro. Phil tosses Chris a claw. Claw me, brasses! (laughs) (laughs) Phil tosses Scott a claw. Does anyone have any sunscreen? Record scratch. (laughs) Whoa. Dude. What? Are you, like, coming out to us? What? What do you use sunscreen, bro? That's gay. Super gay. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Let me break it down for you. Sunscreen is basically semen. Semen that you squirt onto your naked body. Semen that after squirting onto your naked body, you rub into your skin. Do you really want to rub semen into your skin? That's what gays do after having sex. (laughs) At the end of this speech, Phil opens his mouth and wraps it fully around the girth of his white claw. He then proceeds to tip it into the air and chug it down while thrusting his head back and forth, blowjob style. If I don't use sunscreen, how am I supposed to protect myself from the sun? You're not, bro. I've had melanoma for the past three months. Stage four. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Oh my gosh, Chris. Holy shit, are you okay? You need to get out of the sun. Are you caring about my well-being right now? (laughs) You really are gay. (laughs) Chris grabs a white claw and stands. He opens the claw and places it on the ground. He then proceeds to pull his pants down and sit on the can, attempting to jimmy it into his ass. Bro, I am not gay. Jimmy! It's fine that you're gay. Like, it's not my thing at all. (laughs) But it's cool. Like, it's disgusting, but it's totally fine. Once the can is inside Chris, he goes into a handstand and begins twerking the sweet claw juice into his (laughs) b-hole. Yeah, bro. We'll still do cornhole with you. It's not gay to use sunscreen and care about your friends. It's like the gayest thing you could say. The only thing gayer than that is having... A skincare regimen. Tyler looks away from the group, guilty. Bro. I just use face wash and moisturizer. I, I have really bad adult acne. Brassav! 
a skincare regimen, you are officially part of the LGBT, bruh. Skincare regimen is basically a facial. Facial is when a dude blows his load into your face. Facial, dude blowing a load in your face. They are the same thing. You cannot stand here and tell us your bros that you are not a homosexual. Scott walks over to Chris and lies on the ground next to him. Chris dismounts from his twerk into a squatting position over Scott's face. Scott removes the white claw from Chris's ass and eagerly opens his mouth to catch the secondhand claw now spewing out of Chris. (laughs) I'm sorry, bros. You're right. Maybe I am gay. That would explain why I used an umbrella that one time when it was raining. Yeah, and that time Lady Gaga came on the co- on the radio while we were in your car. Or when you bent over to tie your shoe a few weeks ago. <laughs> or, or in 2011 when you had a white iPhone. <laughs> so, what do I do now? Where do I go? You stay here, bro. Your home is here. We already told you. We don't care that you're gay. Just do us a favor. I try not to do gay shit around us. It's gross. Deal? Deal. Cha! <laughs> now go over here and felch the rest of this claw out of my ass. Tyler prepares to felt Chris as we. Wonderful. I was inspired by a BuzzFeed article that I saw, um, and it was like straight guys talking about things that they've been called like gay for doing. And I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. Like, it was so stupid. It was just, it was stuff like this, like using an umbrella and like, you know, I don't know, like wearing shorts. Like, it, so I was just like, that's so <laughs> funny to me. Like that people are just out here being like, wow, you're gay for wearing shorts or like sunscreen. Like, wow, you're gay. So, um, so yeah, I kind of just packaged that into like uh, a game. And then, and then there's like the other game of them using like White Claw because I don't know. I mean, like everyone likes White Claw, but I feel like like frat boys and bros have like, you know, kind of like <laughs> latched on to that. Uh, and so, yeah, I just thought it'd be really funny if they just like put it in their ass. Um, <laughs> so that's that's it. And Billy, we all know you love a felching joke. I do. <laughs> I, uh, I'm the felch queen, queen of the felch jokes. Um, if you don't know what felching is, please take this moment to pause the pod and Google it. We're going to give everybody uh, a little ditty right here. Now you know what felching is. Congratulations. You learn something new every day. So I just, the first hit is, uh, the term can be traced back to at least 1972 when it was recorded in linguist Ronald Farrell's article, The Argo of the Homosexual Subculture. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, Keith. Okay. What, is that, what is that like article name? <laughs> so, yeah, Billy, I think this does speak to something so true, uh, which is like one time I was like ordering a sandwich at Subway and the shit I put on it, uh, like, the person making it called me gay. Uh, like, wow. yeah. Uh, like, it's not a good look. Well, did you put gay stuff on it? Yeah. yeah like, that sounds yeah. like it's on you, Harrison. Yeah. Right. Did you put gay stuff on it, Harrison, bro? 
For the listening audience, uh, Keith is reaching in his yep, butthole. That's what I was doing. Check out time. our Patreon if you'd like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you have that thing there that's like very clear and like universal and that people feel. Uh, and I also love the like white claw thing. One thing I would like to hear is like more from the bros that aren't Tyler being like, and we would know because we're like straight and we do straight stuff. We love White Claw uh, and ladies. Wrestling each other. <laughs> yeah. One thing I was thinking is that like Chris has this big consequence for not um, like wearing sunscreen. He has melanoma. And I don't I don't know if there were any other consequences in there. I thought the consequence mm -hmm. idea was really funny that, mm -hmm. of course, I don't wear sunscreen yeah. and I'll take the melanoma like a man, like a straight man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a straight white man. <laughs> I don't know, bro. The word melanoma is a little gay. <laughs> I think the next consequence would be like they all would have to have really bad skin because they don't have a face care regimen. Yeah. You know, like I'm yeah. proud of my nasty acne scars. Sunspots are so straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love if they had like uh if it was like falling off or something, um like throughout the sketch. Uh <laughs> their skin, Keith. Do you want their skin yeah. to be falling skin off? Falling yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get they yeah, they get increasingly more just vulgar looking, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, because it's we're straight and that's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh there's there's a line um that's not dialogue that I want to be dialogue. Uh mm. Phil opens his mouth and wraps it or fully around the girth of his white claw. <laughs> I want them to talk about the girth of the can. Uh, yeah, that really tickled me. Yeah, they could like be like, "Oh, dude, you girth, you you deep throated that claw like a fucking bro, dude." <laughs> this was a really satisfying sketch for me to read because all of these examples were <laughs> reasons why I was just like, "I'm gonna throw the whole gender away and start over." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can process this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Is it okay to take an umbrella with me? Yeah. yeah, there's the white iPhone thing, really. That that came from my, my life. Like, people thought I was gay because I had a white iPhone. And I was gay, but like, still, I didn't. I didn't think my white iPhone would give it away. I thought it was like <laughs> all the dick that I was sucking or something. Yeah, I've got the baby blue one. What does that say? Oh, okay. oh wow, that's mega gay. Do bros uh, still flip the flip the polo collars and wear pink ones? Is that another no, bro thing? I remember that. I remember that so much. And yeah. they used to double up on the shirts. So they were like yeah. two color shirts. I remember that. And uh -huh. it'd be like double collar. Mm -hmm. And I used to think yeah. that was so cute. And I don't know what I was <laughs> thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh man, here's a pop collar. Hot damn. Nice. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of leaning towards maybe the final heightening move should be that they just start all having group sex. Like the three of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now get over here and fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> like a straight bro. <laughs> like a straight bro. Yeah. Um, I love an orgy. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, who does? Come on. That's yeah, that's the way I end all my sketches, actually. <laughs> that's true. Every single one I've ever read has been an orgy. Yeah. I'll I'll go back to my roots. Like why change, you know, what's not broken? <laughs> Are you caring about my well-being right now? <laughs> you really are gay.
Cool, now we're gonna board the rift train. Choo choo. Choo choo. All aboard. All aboard now. Keith, I think you've got some tickets to take. Single file now. Tickets, please. Thank you. I have my ticket. Ah. Please punch punch a hole in it with your puncher. Mr. Morgan, here you are. Thank you. Chick, chick. <laughs> I'll sit down in my seat now. Teresa, can I punch my ticket here? <laughs> yes, indeed. Ah, uh, thank you here kindly. You <laughs> thank you kindly. Awkward hand motions. Okay. Yeah, come sit next to me. There's an open seat next to me, Tim Morgan. <laughs> Take a seat and read your the, ticket out loud. Please. The passenger before you. Uh, okay, so my um, sketch idea, literally an idea, nothing more, about 80% um, brewed in my head at this point is um, I feel like I've been coaching a lot of my uh, single friends in dating, like uh, positive affirmations, telling them, you know, what to say on dating apps because they're like, what do I say? What's that? And I'm like, listen, you're probably gonna ne- never going to meet these people anyway. So just like, you know, go ape shit, um, which is probably one of the reasons why I wasn't successful uh, on dating apps back in the day. But um, my idea was like to have like a boxing ring type coach, just like coaching people in dating <laughs> and, um, like, you know, like with like the Gatorade yeah. bottle and like they squirt it into their mouth and like, hit, like slap them on the butt and you get back in the ring and then, I don't know. That's basically all I got. <laughs> That's solid. Yeah. I like the idea of like rounds, uh, and like leaving the table. I like to see both people sort of go to a coach. Uh, One of my like favorite things about (laughs) uh, boxing coaches is that they're completely unrealistic with their uh, with their athletes during the the fight. Like they're always like, you're you got him. He's on the ropes, even when that's not the case. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) you're definitely getting laid tonight, kid. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just remember, ask a nice question, listen good, say a response. Ask a nice question, listen good, say a response. And you're getting laid. <laughs> yeah. Keep your hair quaffed. <laughs> yeah, I, I also like the idea. I don't know if you were planning on having it like in a boxing ring, but like a, a candlelit dinner right in the middle of the yeah. ring uh, that oh, they sure, like why not? walk yeah. back into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or it's like really high energy and then it's like a um a very quiet, romantic candle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they like go out and like energy explodes and they come back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This great readers. smash cut between the two. Yeah. 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 I'd like to see when they come off to the side of the ring that they're like super sweaty, but when they go back in, they look perfectly yeah. fine. I don't think the date is going well, coach. Yeah. I was picturing like a black eye and there's no explanation for where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> she really got me good with that question about my parents. I just I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just working through that in therapy. <laughs> <laughs>
Could you have a boxing announcer as well? Like the over the top guys like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the kind of, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're just like, who is this random man? Oh, <laughs> in, in the blue trunk with, and then you give us stats, and yeah. give their stats, yeah. like how many sexual partners they've had. And, and like, yeah. like, <laughs> Coming in at 5'11 and ordering the steak tartar. <laughs> yep. Fully vaccinated, hailing from Burlington, Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still keeps in touch with 53% of his ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> That's a number. I know. <laughs> Only has two STDs, but keeps them well medicated and managed. <laughs> <laughs> and of course you need the ding and the uh and the rounds. Yeah, all the, the round, the rounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, even like a round lady, like the Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. oh. Andrew had this like funny thing where like the date the people in the date were like, wait, who's this announcer? I do like the idea that it slowly devolves and they like start to question the reality they're living in. Like, wait, what's going on? Why are we? Wait, yeah, we are in a boxing ring. <laughs> yeah, someone's, someone's got to get it's just like a like a it, yeah. it's just like, yeah. fight already. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. someone's yeah. got to punch somebody. You got to fight yeah. to the death. <laughs> I came here for blood. <laughs> There's like a drunk man in the audience who's like, I came here to see a fight. Throw a chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrestling. What are you talking about? Stop. No. Yeah. As they're like questioning the reality of like of what the, what is happening, they they could be like, you know what, that guy in the lobby was Don King. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would love if the world these worlds of boxing and MMA and wrestling like merged. Uh, I mean, that's a lot for I think what we're trying to do here, but that just kind of. Well, that makes like outside happy. the sketch, if if we had like a it's like boxing and MMA and wrestling and it just like got together. <laughs> the point of the podcast yeah. for a second. Yeah. If boxing and MMA yeah. wrestling got yeah. together, yeah. no, I'm no no day. <laughs> okay. She really got me good with that question about my parents. You'll go now. Okay, sounds good. Um, so yeah, mine is also, um, I think, in a first date kind of idea. But uh, I don't know. Speaking from your guys' experience, you ever go on a first date and you like order a bottle of wine, and then like the, the sommelier comes out and does like all this bullshit before they serve it to you? Like, oh, we gotta like sample it. We gotta like. It's like, dude, I just want just want the wine. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to do all this. So I was toying with the idea of like a first date and. The guy starts out doing kind of things you expect. Like he's like, we're going to, you know, twirl it around. And then they are like, dude, we just want the wine. He's like, no, no, no. This process is really important. And then just continues to do more weird shit to the wine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, gargling it, spitting it back in the cup. And is like, you know, (laughs) I'm just trying to think. I think you could do kind of a variety of wacky shit. He's just like, no, guys. Felging. Felging. (laughs) Putting it it through like a centrifuge to like spin it around. (laughs) What if you try to like make um, the wine into like one of those like uh, bottle tornado thingies that you see like (laughs) (laughs) two wine bottles together? I love that. I think there's this element too of like pretending to care for the people at the beginning because you want the wine, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, the guy comes over and you're like, oh, yeah, we'll sample it. Uh, Oh, mm." mmm. Earthy. And that's that facade, of course, like slowly drops as like they go forward. So I was was toying with the idea of maybe the. Like the guy on the date is like, dude, just give me the wine. Like, this is ridiculous. And then the chick's like, hey, I don't go to fancy restaurants all that much. I'm interested to see what this is. 
Oh, I yeah. like so that. he kind of yeah, has to keep letting him do yeah. it. And the guy's like yeah. thinking like, hey, he's pouring it on his naked body. He's like, <laughs> you have to drink from my crevices to get the full Italian yeah. zest yeah. of the wine. <laughs> the zest. You know, and she's yeah. like, hell yeah, this is great. Olive Garden's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> A sommelier at Olive Garden. <laughs> I keep uh, seeing this mental image of, of him pouring it, the wine through his, through his own sock. Like taking a sock off, <laughs> putting it over the bottle and pouring it through the sock. That's really Gotta good. Gotta be back yeah. and forth between mouths. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Here, let me get the manager. Yes. Let me call the manager yes. over. Especially if, if he's spitting it into her mouth and back into his yes. mouth. And the, the, the date's like, hey, what the right. hell, man? Like, right. right. It just gets spit onto his face. You were yeah. supposed to catch it in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is all very professional and very, this is how we do it. Yeah, I was. I, I love the image of like they do that, and then she pulls a like a silver tooth out, and he's like, "Is this yours?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I drink a lot of wine, so I have many rotten teeth." Thank you. Yeah, yeah you ever been in Olive Garden before? Come on, yeah. man. I love the idea that she's like into it at first, and then eventually, because I, I would just love to see this Somalia have to like defend themselves and be like, "No, no, no! Like the wine tastes totally different after I'm done. Trust me, yeah. it's a lot better." Yeah. And it's always like this is this is what they're doing in Paris. This right. is what they yeah. do. Okay, I guess if you want to drink it not the way the winemaker intended, that's fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and again, I'm not judging. It's fine. I just yeah. didn't realize I was serving peasants today. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should have known when you came in wearing that blouse. <laughs> this is probably a worthless statement, but if you come <laughs> if you combine sommelier and Olive Garden, you get some Olive Garden. So. <laughs> Maybe there's something there. <laughs> there's something you know, there. We're going Love to it. some Olive Garden. I don't know. <laughs> Look, Erickson can just cut this out. <laughs> no, I'm keeping that. <laughs> Chris, you you have to you have to qualify everything you say before with uh, this is probably a worthless statement. Yeah. <laughs> well, I couldn't come up with one way to make it funny in the sketch. <laughs> Harrison, when you're editing this, just take that sound. Snippet, yeah. put it before everything. Yeah. <laughs> he says it exactly the same every time. <laughs> just like a separate from the sketch, I do think that if uh, Somalis and Olive Garden just like got together uh, <laughs> outside of the sketch, really, yeah, yeah just, just a separate idea, like no date, but just Somalis and Olive Garden together. <laughs> All right, that's all for us today. Thank you to all the participants and to the Jeff Powers for the music you've heard. And also a big thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show or check out more that we have to offer, head on over to SketchySketchSketch.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon. There's tons of exclusive stuff. You can see our Zoom calls. You, you're, you can be like a real master of the Sketchy Sketch Sketch show if you follow us on Patreon. So check that out. Uh, and if you want to submit a sketch to the show, do it. Do it. Email sketch to sketchy sketch at gmail.com. You'll get your sketch on the show. Guaranteed we will reply to you and be very happy to hear from you. And if you're looking for other ways to join the show, if you want to send us a drawing or a picture or we want to know about those great ideas. And if you like what you heard today, hit us up on socials. Give us five stars. Get a ring of fire out and, and write sketchy sketch sketch show out with it and light it, light it on fire for the police to find. Yeah, they'll know that it was you, but they'll be like, wow, those are master fans. 
of the sketchy sketch sketch yeah. show. And you'll go to jail. Probably. But like we'll still be we'll still be real appreciative of you. And we might even be your jail pen pal. If they ask us, we'll we'll tell them it was you. Mm-hmm. I'll but get you a, should still do it. I'll get a P.O. box. As I'm not gonna give you my home address because I kinda don't trust you at this point since you're in jail. Right. You did set fire right. to a public place. Right. But I will respond to your prison letters on toilet paper. Handwritten. Well, that's a wrap for us, guys. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Have That's a wrap. One. See see you later. Alligator. Thank you very much.